Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven ring Ring with the harmony of liberty Let our rejoicings rise High as the glistening skies Let us resound Loud as the rolling seas Sing a song Full of the hope that the present has brought us Sing a song Full of the faith that the dark past has taught us With every rising sun of our new day begun Let us march on till victory is won Freedom, liberty Hi guys Free-thinking, innovative, and totally open-minded, Tommy Nation Politics. How do we thrive in a world where every which way we turn, our fear is being activated by politicians, by the media, and by the desperate events that are happening around us. What is really fascinating when we look at the brain research around fear is that our brains proxy anything that feels unfamiliar, incoherent, or inaccessible as being unsafe. So let me give you an example. There is fascinating research that shows that when people have lower levels of self-esteem and they are in a job in which they are recognized and promoted, that promotion can feel incoherent to the person with low self-esteem. They have low self-esteem and they might be used to and expecting to be treated badly. So what is fascinating is the results showing that when people are promoted, when they have lower levels of self-esteem, they are more likely to leave their jobs. Fear is an incredibly, incredibly powerful force in our lives. And our brains are fairly immature in assessing anything that feels slightly incoherent or unfamiliar as unsafe. What this might mean is that if you are used to hearing a story time and time again from a parent or from a partner about how you are not good enough, you are more likely to be drawn to that relationship because it feels familiar. The messaging that you are getting time and time again is connected with what you expect to get. When we have politicians who are effectively demagogues, who are inspiring fear in us, that fear leads to very particular and relatively predictable responses. When we are fearful, there is this idea in psychological research of mortality salience that when our mortality is threatened, when someone says, oh, this group of people is out to get you, and we feel that we are actively being threatened, we are more likely to stereotype. We are more likely as individuals to become bigoted. We are more likely to respond to messages that we hear time and time again even if they are against our values as somehow making sense to us. How do we protect ourselves against this? Daniel Kahneman describes system one thinking and system two thinking. 
System one thinking is the intuitive response, the emotional, visceral us and them that can sometimes arise out of fear. System two is the deliberate, thoughtful examination of what is this person saying? Is it aligned with how I really want to be? Is it connected with how I really want to raise my children? Is this a world that I want to support? When we are able to step back from our fear, not to pretend that it doesn't exist, but to see our fear for what it is, fear. Not a direction, but data and an emotion. When we are able to step back from the fear and able to assess the fear and assess the messaging from the place of our values in a more deliberate, thoughtful way, we are able to come to a place where we are ultimately protected from the demagoguery message, from the message of fear, and are able to move ourselves forward in a way that is aligned with how we truly want to be and with a world that we truly want to live in. When Donald Trump first started with all of this messaging, we used to hear things that the politicians would say and we would be like, oh my goodness, how can the person possibly say that thing? But what happens over time is the more familiar something sounds, so the more we've heard it time and time again, even if the story is inaccurate, even if the story doesn't serve us, the more we are likely to become inured to it and immune to it. So what I actually think from a media perspective is when I speak to people in the media about this, they will often say, well, we simply go where the story takes us. So we'll give as much coverage to wherever the story's at, even if the story is one that incites hatred or violence. But I actually think that there is a very, very powerful ethical choice that the media makes in that. Because when they expose and expose and expose and expose a story that is about hatred and a story that is about violence, as human beings, the more familiar we become with that story, the more inured we become to it. And I think we can see exactly this in the current elections, that things that were said six months ago where everyone was horrified that a politician could possibly even prevail on people to listen to what was being said, are now being met with, oh, you know, there we go again. We somehow have become inured to the messaging because of the familiarity with which we are hearing it. And I think it's really important for us as a society and for us as voters to recognize that a familiar story is not necessarily a truthful story. A familiar story might sound comfortable and our brains might proxy that story for meaning safe and therefore right and therefore comfortable. But that story doesn't necessarily reflect us or what we value. And it's really important to be able to step out from the safety of what might at this point feel familiar and really recognize the words for what they are. They are words that are inciting hatred and division and stereotyping in us as a society. And for many of us, that's not the society in which we want to live. And I think there's a moral impetus on us to be able to step back from the story and step forward with our values. taught to recognize logical fallacies. As a result, we accidentally commit them all the time.
Some people are aware of them and commit them anyway, intentionally, in order to mislead, confuse, win arguments against the unwary, and persuade millions to a defective way of thinking. Learning and recognizing the following common logical fallacies will help develop your ability to think critically and will aid you in your recognition of propaganda and defense against it. Augmentum ad populum, also known as appealing to the people, a logical fallacy of claiming that a proposition must be true because many or most people believe it, often concisely encapsulated as, quote, if many believe so, it is so, unquote. An example of augmentum ad populum. Extended warranties are a very popular purchase by the consumer. So, extended warranties must be good for the consumer. The fact that something is popular has no bearing on whether it is beneficial. Another example would be, everyone drives over the speed limit, so it should not be against the law. Well, just because a lot of people do something, it does not make it the right thing to do. Logical fallacy is a flaw in reasoning. They are like tricks or illusions of thought, and they're often very sneakily used by politicians and the media or other dishonest actors, others with an axe to grind, to dupe people. Don't be fooled. Ah. In this week's episode of Tommy Nation Politics, we will explore the top 10 most common logical fallacies and identify a few evasive ways we might avoid these nefarious mind traps. Let's all prepare to be free thinking, innovative, and totally open-minded. This is Tommy Nation Politics. Y'all doing all right? Y'all living your life? I hope so, because you've got a lot of living to do. We all do. We've all got a lot of living to do today, you guys. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. You know what that means, guys, right? That means the uh, percentage of the country that like isn't living hand-to-fist poverty, that uh, isn't out of a job or slipping into poverty, 8 million people, they're going to have a weekend. I'm glad. I'm glad the people that are actually working have a weekend because, I mean, I'm working. I spent a lot of time on that, uh, that Horton Hears the Who shit. So let me tell you that, okay? I had to get that shit right. So I hope you enjoy that. TGIF, check you out. Welcome to the Friday Review. We're going to talk about all the things that pass by us working labor class people today and the whole week because I know living to paycheck to paycheck and, uh, you know, having a government that dithers, gives you $1,400 while they're giving banks, mili- the military industrial complex, and, uh, of course, Wall Street, trillions of dollars. I know, we're super busy. We're like, it's like treading water. But, um, it's Friday, guys. It's Friday night, Friday night. So, I thought I would give you guys a little review, even though I am doing a Sunday, uh, I call it a dump. <laughs> Is that appropriate? No. But also, guys, before I forget, check out my video of Horton Here's the Who. It's on YouTube. www.tommynationpolitics.com. I, you know, I, I don't care what the cancel culture says. I don't care what the conventional wisdom, the social norms talks about. 
Dr. Seuss. Just because a, a group of bandwagon people want me to not like someone, I mean, I, I will choose that. I make choices for myself. I, I believe in those things. I believe in choices. What do you think? Check you out. You like to choose things? You like people to tell you what to do, how you think? Because I think, I think you're the same way. <laughs> We're on the same page most of the time. But like um, Joe Biden, he's not on any page. So uh, we'll get to him in a second. But first of all, I want to start off the show with a little bang, okay? We're having some good conversations. Some good conversations. Some good dialogue and discussion. And it's been a long time since I actually saw a, a real-life conversation. Some good conversations. Some good dialogue and discussion. And it's been a long time since I actually saw a real life conversation on fucking uh, television, like a real one, because most of the time, you know, you know, the, the corporate news media, six uh, corporations own them. So if you there's just like an inner investigations, and then there's you know NDAs, and then there's Mark Mike Bloomberg. I told you to behave. There's sensitivity training handbooks. So most of the time, people don't really talk in the news, you know. But this is a conversation. And everybody's talking about bad about Sharon Osbourne. They're trying to do a guilt by association, guys. The Democrats are so about the McCarthyism. Whether it's about... So I really would like to know, because I've been knowing you for years Go since on. I've been here, and I've never seen anything come out of you other than if I don't know, I'm willing to learn. If it comes off a certain way, I stand corrected. Right. That's the only thing I've seen. Yeah. So what would you say to people who may feel that... You, while you're standing by your friend, it appears that you give validation or safe haven to something that he has uttered that is racist. Even even if you don't agree, am I am I what saying it right? He, okay, am I saying? He, I don't know what he's uttered that's racist. I'm not I'm not trying to slide out of this one. Right. I don't know. Tell me what has he uttered that's racist. Wednesday's episode of The Talk got intense as Cheryl Underwood confronted her co-host Sharon Osbourne for supporting Pierce Morgan after he made controversial comments towards Meghan Markle following her sit-down interview with Oprah. Throughout the conversation, Sharon became very defensive over her friendship with Pierce and even lashed out at Cheryl. Take a look. I um, I, I feel even... Mm -hmm like uh, I'm about to be put in the electric chair because I have a friend who many people think is a racist, so that makes me a racist. And for me, at 68 years of age, to have to turn around and say, I ain't racist. What's well, it got to do with me? I'm well, okay, how can I be racist about anybody? How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life. How can I? Well, 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 well what? what? We will be right well, back. What? We have more topics, so don't go away. And I think we don't should go. stop this. I will From ask you again, Cheryl. Yes. I've been asking you during the break. Right. I am asking you again. And don't try and cry, because if anyone should be crying, it should be me. This is the situation. Yes. You tell me where you have heard him say, Educate me. Tell me when you have heard him say racist things. E educate me. Tell me. It, it is not the exact words of racism. It's the implication and the reaction to it. To not want to address that because she is a black woman and to try to dismiss it or to make it seem less than what it is. That's what makes it racist. But, but right now, I'm talking to a woman who I believe is my friend. And I don't want anybody here to, to watch this and say that we're attacking you for being racist. And, uh, and, that, and, and for that, if I articulate it... I think it's anything, too late. I think that okay, seed's already sown. But that, that is why I'm saying for <laughs> me. I'm saying for me. For me. I thought I was asking a question 
about uh, the perception for other people. That's why I prefaced it with, I've never heard you utter anything oh, racist, Cheryl, but, I have, but I have felt that Pierce was racist in his stance against Meghan Markle, and the last time he was on this show, I said as much. I said it when he was on this and show. And what was his answer to you? He's, he didn't feel that he didn't feel that it was racist. He didn't feel that that the the racial statements that he was making were racist. But I was talking to him. Okay, answer me this mm -hmm. one, okay? Because I don't know. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't like someone, and I think this is for everybody who is of born white, if he doesn't Piers doesn't like someone and they happen to be black. Does that make him a racist? No. No. That's a no. No. Right. So why can't it be he just doesn't like her? Why does it have to be racist? It's almost like, oh, I'm sorry, Cheryl. No, you go It's ahead. almost like yesterday when you were talking, Mrs. Zo, it sounded like he was really upset about, he's, what you were saying, is a royalist. Like, he is just so, like, deep into yeah, he is. honoring the crown and honoring, um, and, and, do I agree with what he said? No, like you. No, I do don't I agree. think uh, he should have walked off set? No. Do I think he should have sat there and listened to his other co-hosts like we're doing right now and having a conversation mm -hmm. and learning from each other? I think, I think that's what evolution, corrective evolution is about. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really honestly thought that they were both learning from each other. Even though they were both pissed off. You know when you're like pissed off at your friends? But you're still like being serious and honest? And, you're and you and you grow from that. Like, she's like, I don't know how I could be racist. And then she's like, well, I feel this way. I think that they, like, if it wasn't for the fact that, the, that they were having it, the conversation at work, on the corporate news media, and the corporate news media wants to tell us all what to think and shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, good. I'm glad you saw it. Yeah. So, like, that was a real conversation. And um, I agree with Sharon Osbourne. You're not racist by association. Okay? And by the way, we have way more shit to worry about. <laughs> way more. What about the cops? What about the cops? It was a, I had a bad day. Man, they're killing everybody, dude. You got to worry about Sharon Osbourne? What a This is a country full of fucking just like misdirected anger and misdirected like fucking like everything. Here you have these two on, 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 the, on the talk, having a talk. Guess what? Guess what? But she's still friends with the whites. I'm friends with a lot of white people. It's just um, sometimes, sometimes privilege comes into play. You have to call that out. I, I, it's not your, it's not anybody's fault. Privilege, it's just that you're not used to the fact that like, like I had a friend, my one of my white friends, Chris. He used to always ask me for like you know money or whatever like that because I worked all the time. But I'm just like, bro, there's no black wealth here. <laughs> all right, bro, you're cute and everything, but uh, skedaddle. Anyway, but the point is, not all white people are like that, but I'm just saying that, like, you know, they'll just think that you have things that you don't. I'm saying, because, like, I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe not all white people are like that. I misspoke, okay? Please don't cancel me. No, I'm just saying that, like, we all have our little stereotypes and whatever like that. So, you know, in, in the uh, shows back in the day, you know, remember Al Bundy? The neighbors used to come in, just come in uninvited and just, like, go into your fridge. Hey, you got a beer, Al? Like, that's white people. Let's come in, get whatever they want. And um, I don't know, maybe that's privilege, maybe that's not, but it's just how they are. We are super loud. And then cops kill us. So it's kind of interesting. How, like, you can see us coming a mile away. And uh, we get murdered by cops. Stop signs. So I'd be more quiet. I am more quiet, actually, because I know what's going on. But, um, yeah, that's race, bro. See how we're just talking, bro? Okay. Well, check you out. Keep that to yourself, bro. Okay, let's talk about let's talk politics, boo. All right. So, basically, guys, now I don't give a shit about the royals at all. We literally fought a war to to we we fought a war, okay, to get to get out of that British thing. There's still British Commonwealth. You know those uh, islands and the 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 states in Africa that they colonized. They literally colonized that. So the whole reason why we had a revolution was because King George was so busy trying to colonize and try to steal territory from Napoleon Bonaparte 
that he literally ignored the colonies. It's all in the it's all in the Declaration of Independence. Like they had, they had the governors of the colonies, they were asking him for shit. He didn't even respond. So they were like, "Fuck you, we're gonna do it." Fuck you, then. It's kind of like how Joe Biden is. Did you guys see this news today, guys? So you want to know how we can push Joe Biden to the left? Uh, there is no possible way we can push Joe Biden to the left. Check this out, guys. I, this is weird. This is weird as fuck. Because I thought that Joe Biden was going to, you know, I thought he was a different guy. I didn't think he was a crime bill guy. I didn't think he was, I didn't think he was a crime bill guy. Where's my, where's my shit? Joe Biden. He's, he's, he's firing people. Politico. Firing people for smoking pot. Yes. Yes, guys, it's true. Joe Biden firing people for pot. Did you guys know that? Did you guys know that some of his staffers have been fired because they 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 said that they did smoke marijuana. They smoked marijuana, so fired their asses. Because he was like, "You smoked the Mexican weed." He doesn't like them. He puts them in what do they call them? Detention centers now that Trump's not president. Yeah. So here we go. It's in Politico. Pasaki says few says few White House staffers ousted due to marijuana policy. Marijuana policy. What's your marijuana policy, Joe? Joseph, what's your marijuana policy? Because I thought you were progressive. I thought we were pushing you to the left. Corn pop was a bad dude. Let me tell you about corn pop, guys. So I was in a colored pool, and uh, you ain't black. Yeah. So um, it's not really a surprise for me, guys. Joe Biden is a racist, so he's a full-blown. And, you know, once you're like 79 years old and dementia-riddled, it's not like the racism goes away. So everybody's all, you know, shocked and shit. It's not anything that I really think that would change. Nothing, he actually said, he literally said, nothing will fundamentally change. Remember that? Remember that, guys? Well, guess what? That's the only campaign promise he's ever fucking kept. So, let's read. They couldn't believe I did it, and I was so committed. It's all over marijuana, guys. All over marijuana. We're going to push this guy to the left. Pisaki says few White House staffers ousted due to marijuana policy. So, the White House on Friday sought to downplay the number of, the number of staffers who have been derailed by their prior cannabis use. <gasps> their prior cannabis use! The Daily Beast published Thursday article. Dozens, dozens of young White House staffers. Dozens of White House staffers guys, admitted by lie detector test that they smoked the ganj. Uncle Daddy Joe, Daddy Joe found out. They smoked the devil's lettuce. They smoked the cavern, the cantaloupe. What is the, 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 the Congress guy said? He said they bring uh, drugs in with the cantaloupe calves. Like racist dude, what's his name? He looks like a white supremacist. I know he's Steve something. I think it's Steve King. I don't know. Yeah. So that's one of Joe's friends. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Yeah, he is a real bad dude. Because uh, not only did he fire a dozen white staffers. I mean, what what, what would have happened if he was black? If they were black staffers? Pfft, shit, probably wouldn't have been hired. Oh, are you? He's only hiring women. Okay, women women are in. Women are the things to be had now. Like, they're trendy. But uh, the gays had the trend uh, thing, you know, when Matthew Shepard was getting, like, knocked over in Wyoming. He died. Then we were starting to get trendy. We had hate crimes and shit. Black people were trendy, you know, back in the civil rights movement. Back people, we were coming back, you know. We almost had enough people see us being murdered by camera. But then, you know, they got busy. What they get busy with? Well... Former NEC director Gene Sperling tapped to implement Biden COVID relief plan. Who's Gene Sperling, guys? So this is all coming back full circle. We, do you remember the uh, 2008 bank bailouts? So Joe Biden, you know how people, some, some people smoke marijuana? Joe Biden has a problem with banks and military industrial complex and creditors at Wall Street. Like the way some people smoke crack underneath the bridge, Joe Biden is at the as at J.P. Morgan, and Joe 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 Biden is at Goldman Sachs. That's how he is. 
So he surrounds himself with these guys, dude. His his own Janet Yellen, his secretary of the treasury. Like I thought Steve Mnuchin was bad. Steve Mnuchin foreclosed on homes in 2008. You know, uh, she was uh, Kamala Harris was supposed to press charges, but she refused. She did not press charges, and he went on to be uh, a secretary of the treasury. Now she's vice president. So Janet Janet Yellen, his secretary of treasury now, is literally the chair. She was the chair of the Fed. Do you know what the, you know what the Fed is? The Fed is the centralized banking system. You know the the system that crashed that was too big to fail. She literally was the chair of 2008. So these guys, it's like a revolving door of political and lobbyists and investors, the banks and politicians. Yes, she stole that. I mean, literally. They've been stealing from us all fucking day, dude. How many of us are tired of this? You know, check it out. Check you out. So like I had a partisan on my, uh, you know, I, I just look, I get news and I share it around. I had a partisan on my Facebook. And he like was just saying all kinds of ugly shit. Like he's like liberal, liberal, liberalism is a mental illness. And I was just like, bro, like you're fighting the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? It's all this misdirected anger. They're, you know, the the left is all mad at like uh, the Trump people the, for like you know you Trump was such a horrible person. He was so not presidential. And then you got the right over here talking about mental illness. Uh, they think mental. First of all, they think mental illness is funny. They think mental illness is funny. They also think that uh, Hunter Biden being a crackhead is funny. They think it's funny. So, like, both of these, every I think half the country like literally disgusts me. I just want to tell you that. Like, you got this side that wants to censor and ban and boycott. Then you got this side who literally thinks being uh, mentally ill is funny, and being uh, addicted to drugs is funny. They think it's all funny. Oh, you should have fucking got a job. Maybe you wouldn't have been addicted to drugs. These guys are fucking disgusting. Literally. The conventional wisdom and the social norms are disgusting. Every time I look at these guys, they come on my wall sometimes. Because uh, I, I share videos of, like, the news. I watch the news. And notice how I show you the, sh the clips. And I don't tell you what to think. Because that's, that's really gross. Why do I want to do that? Why do I want to manipulate? I don't want to do that. So... But then they come and they're like, oh, yeah, liberalism is a melt of this. And he, they should be, this should be censored. This should be mandated. No, it shouldn't. You guys are crazy. You, both, you guys are both crazy. Check you out. Don't you think? Yeah, exactly. They equally disappoint me. Yeah, you can't be safe with these guys. Either these guys are going to censor and ban and then, or these guys are going to fucking like laugh at you as you fucking get hit by a car accidentally. These are going to call an ambulance. Probably couldn't afford that, welfare queen. These guys are like caricatures of themselves. And then I heard the other day, like, wait, don't, don't worry about what Joe Biden says. Just worry about what he does. Where have I heard that before? Oh, uh, Trump? Don't worry about what Trump says. Was Trump mean? Did Trump tweet bad? These guys are the same fucking thing. The same thing. There's not even any difference. The parties are the same. And the people that follow them are the same. So it's discouraging, man. It really is. Meanwhile, in reality, Joe Biden has surrounded himself with bankers, military-industrial complex generals. And he's and now that Neera Tandon's out of the uh, management budget committee uh, position, because you know, she wasn't going to get in because she smeared everybody, she, he's, got, he's got this douche Gene Sperling from the National Economic Council. What's the National Ec Economic Council, do you ask? Well... It's basically a think tank, just like uh, near Tandon's. It's an economic think tank that was advising Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. So uh, Mr. Sperling has been bootlicking for quite some time. It's now his chance. He's now going to get to be the budget committee. Oh, goody. So now I can, now I can, I can it really influence economic policy. So wonderful. I bet that was what you jerked off to last night, Gene. Oh, my God. Ta taxes. They're going to hike taxes hard. You know what's funny, guys? Is I'm a progressive, and I don't really mind taxes being raised if it, this was a government that worked for all of us and not the few. But literally, they just took out minimum wage from the COVID bill. And now they want to do tax raises? 
They're going to tax raise us without raising the minimum wage? Are they going to do that for real? Are you serious? Joe! God, like, I can't take it anymore. Like, really can't. And now that I've got these bootlicking, economic, and fucking fed people all in his fucking, all in his cabinet, bro. I can't, I can't figure out whose cabinet's worse. Trump's cabinet with John Bolton and, and Betsy DeVos? <laughs> or, or Joe Biden with Janet Yellen and fucking Gene Sperling and trying to, like, nominate Neera Tandon, a literal witch. She's a literal witch. Literally a witch. She does witchcraft. It's amazing. And all these partisans can say is, but Trump, but, uh, but uh, Biden, Sleepy Joe. Oh, it's so funny. His son, his son is on crack and his son is on drugs because Joe Biden is a narcissist, megalomaniac uh, warmonger. And all of these politicians are so narcissistic that I'm sure when Hunter was looking for love and affection and probably someone to talk to, and Joe told him, hey, look fat, you ain't black. Get over to Ukraine. Give me my fucking money so I can blackmail these guys with all their foreign aid so like, give me what I want. Look fat, you wanna do some push-ups? These guys are disgusting. And, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm really mad right now. I really am. I tried to like reason with these people. It's, I'm discouraged, okay? Now we're talking about Russia again. Now the Democrats are bringing up Russia again, guys. They're obsessed with it. My God. They're bringing up Russia because their ratings, the ratings of the mainstream media dropped 40%. They had to fire the head of CNN. And then Jeff Bezos stepped down before he, before he got it, before he got his little ass kicked. Jeff Bezos is a smart guy. He knows when to quit. He does. I'll give, I'll give that to him. And he also knows how to avoid Bernie Sanders. Because <laughs> Bernie Sanders invited him to that income inequality hearing. He was like, um, bye. I'm retired. I actually doubled my wealth. I doubled my wealth in one year. In one year, Jeff Bezos doubled his wealth. Did y'all know that? So in one year, Jeff Bezos doubles his wealth. In one year, 8 million people slipped into poverty. In one year... Joe Biden has fired a dozen staffers for smoking marijuana. Does that sound like a progressive president to you? Does that sound like FDR? Does that sound like anybody? Joe Biden's still on the drug war. He's on the drug war while his cabinet is robbing us. That's why I had to get on today, guys. Because I am tired of all this stupid bullshit. I have this part, like I said, this partisan. He wants to talk about how liberalism is a mental illness. Actually, what a mental illness is, is you guys literally seeing these people rob us transparently and still go, do, go out of your way to divide the American people so they can maintain power. You are, a, you are a cuck. You are a literal servant of the establishment. You are doing their bidding, and they didn't even ask you, and you're not even getting paid for it. How could you possibly, at this moment, when they take trillions out of the treasury, and they give us $1,400 when they even promised that they were going to give us 2000 And you literally have to still talk about but Trump. About, what is it going to take for you guys to wake up? He's filled his cabinet with, with Fed chairs and national economic policy people under Obama. Everyone who foreclosed on the houses, repossessed the cars, is now in his cabinet. And he almost put Neera Tandon in who literally smeared Bernie Sanders. So how are we going to push him left? How are we going to push him left? Because he's literally going to raise taxes. And he dropped the minimum wage from the COVID bill. So, Joe, you, don't, you are not raising taxes. Senate parliamentarian, okay? This, let's, have the, let's see if the Senate parliamentarian, what he says. Let's see if what the Senate parliamentarian says about your fucking taxes, Joe. And let's see what, because I know what Elon Omar says about your wars. I know what Tulsi Gabbard says about your wars. I know what AOC says about your wars, but do they do anything about your wars? No. Oh, we fought for minimum wage. We just done the Senate parliamentarian, and we tried to get that. But what did you get, AOC? Nothing? You want to go along to get along? These guys are, it's a tired song, bro. It's the same old song, and I'm done with it, bro. 
I'm done with it. The cherry on the cake are these idiots that literally go. Do you do y'all know what's happening? But Trump, but Biden, do y'all know what's happening? Well, let me tell you what's happening. Let me let me tell you what's happening. Let me tell you something. There is anger all over the country, but it's all being misdirected. So the FBI has been busy. We have, of course, that guy who uh, bombed himself in uh, during Christmas. He, uh, this is good, guys. So basically, they they said that he is um, he's got no political or ideological beliefs that would uh, connect him to this, but he is very poor and he's behind on bills, and he's sick with uh, insulin. So he he was trying to, he was pretty much trying to commit suicide because he can't, he didn't have any health care, and he was poor, and uh, but, but the FBI was nice. They said he didn't have any political or ideological, you know. So it wasn't that. But then, then of course, we had the insurrection where two men ch uh, were charged for the, the death of Brian Selnick, the cop, in the insurrection. The police who died, the police officer who died after Trump supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th in support of the former president's attempt to overturn his election. Um, we have, what are their names? There's Cater, and then there's Sicknick. Uh, Sicknick is the guy. But anyway, so like the cop, he, he was assaulted by these two guys apparently with uh, a fire extinguisher and then some, some mace. And when he got back to the office, he collapsed to his death. They did an autopsy and he said they uh, suffered blood force trauma after being hit with a fire extinguisher. That's the cause of death. It's not COVID. I thought they were making COVID. Uh, so we've got the insurrection. We've got the Black Lives Matter. We've got Antifa. Everybody's pissed. Everybody wants to light everything on fire. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Do you think if they had a, a UBI and healthcare, do you think if they had a living wage, that they would be as mad? Or is it because everybody's poor? And literally and transparently, these two political parties are robbing us. They're will-bearing money out of the treasury. They're printing money every day. And sending it to Ukraine, they're sending it to Egypt, they're sending it to they're sending it to Saudi Arabia. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, check you out. Thank you very much. And then we have Georgia. So, I don't understand why we have to misdirect this anger and be so ugly to each other. There's no reason to be ugly to each other. Why don't we fix? Why don't we be angry about what's causing the problem? And so fellow rapist Joe Biden, who raped Tara Reid, is completely defending Cuomo. He hasn't stepped down yet. He's the governor of New York. He's got seven, seven, uh, he's got seven, seven already. What, is it, what do you call them? Accusations. So at first I was like, you know, We'll see what happens. You know, I, I, I don't really, I don't do the public opinion because, uh, you know, I, I was, I'm a leftist person. I'm like, what if the shoe was on the other foot and I didn't do it? So I don't want to be, I don't want to be thinking that. But now, like literally, he's, he's, he's cocky. He hasn't resigned. He hasn't approached the women, and he's, he's kind of like, the investigation, guys. He's, he's holding it up. Holding it up because he says he's not part of the political game or the political club. Dude, where's all my... Oh, it's supposed to be over here. Yeah, here it is. There we go. There we go. There's Cuomo. So, the FBI investigating whether Cuomo AIDS gave false data on nursing. Oh, he has seven allegations of um, sexual misconduct. And um, he has faced legal pressure. Uh, is giving him legal pressure, but he is literally, you know, he's the so he's literally every, giving him subpoenas and he's giving him lawyers. He's not letting them proceed with the investigation. He's saying let the investigation proceed, and then when they try to investigate, he's he's obstructing him. <sighs> so that's literally what he's doing. Then he had a phone call. He tried to do a he tried to do a a report with a friend, the a friendly at the Washington Post. And they start, they literally, okay, so the, now I don't know what's going on. Because the only person on his side now, still, is Joe Biden. And last last, uh, last night, Joe Biden was like, 
if there's any kind of credibility with these accusations, he needs to resign. So that's that that's the that's the signal that Joe Biden is like literally backing away slowly. He's like, okay, you're my friend. We probably raped people together and shit, but like you're you're now on fire, bro. So because even like even the uh, the Jeff Bezos press is going after him now. It's not just the Republicans. So and and Joe Joe's already in trouble because he hasn't had a press con- conference since he's been president. So he just, he's like, he doesn't want to touch this shit. He does not. So he had to go out and be like, uh, yeah, you guys need to like, uh, if there's anything you find, I don't even know that guy. We did not rape people together at all. We definitely didn't do any kind of frat shit. We definitely didn't fucking rape people together in our fucking club of rapists. Yeah, hashtag me too, guys. Oh, where's me too? What's me too doing? Because they've been silent since uh, Tara Reid, so I don't know. I guess they'll come back for the next Supreme Court justice of the Republicans uh, trying to put on the bench. Because I swear to you, there will be another Republican president after this. Now, now, unless Kamala Harris can push him down the stairs immediately. He is literally just like, he, he's like a thief that puts all the silverware in his pants. And he's trying, to, he's trying to like be like chill and stuff. You can hear the silverware jingling and shit. Jake the vaccine! Hey Joe, why are you in Syria? Why? Why are you spending all that money on military Syria? Why are you spending all that money on the Shah of Saudi Arabia? Why are you doing that, Joe? You know we have 8 million people here? We have people hungry. We have people in 10 cities. You know that? He does. They do know that. They do know. So, guys, just think about that. They know. He does. They do know that. They do know. So, guys, just think about that. They know. They know. They know that people are about to be evicted from their homes. They're trying to push these. The only thing they're concerned about is pushing these little things down the road. So when it comes time for an election, they can talk about them. They're talking points. You're not a person. You are a talking point. You're a talking point. So I hope you're proud if you're a partisan because you're nothing but a talking point to them. And that's all it is. That's all there is to it. For real, real talk. If, if there is something else to it, and you th- and you think you're so smart, why don't you come on the show? Why don't we have a why don't we have to talk about your party? I don't give a shit what party it is. Why don't we have a talk about your party? Because these parties have killed more people than the Bloods and the Crips combined. They're gang bangers. They are gang bangers. And if you associate with them, you a gang banger too. Thug ass bitch. Tommy Nation politics. He does. They do know that. They do know. So, guys, to think about that. They know. They know. They know that people are about to be evicted from their homes. They're trying to push these. The only thing they're concerned about is pushing these little things down the road. So when it comes time for an election, they can talk about them. They're talking points. You're not a person. You are a talking point. You're a talking point. So I hope you're proud if you're a partisan because you're nothing but a talking point to them. And that's all it is. That's all there is to it. For real, real talk. If, if there is something else to it, and you, th- and you think you're so smart, why don't you come on the show? Why don't, we have a, why don't we have to talk about your party? I don't give a shit what party it is. Why don't we have a talk about your party? Because these parties have killed more people than the Bloods and the Crips combined. They're gangbangers. They are gangbangers. And if you associate with them, you a gangbanger too. Thug ass bitch. Tommy Nation politics. Cause it's magic. Cause it's magic. Cause it's magic. Sometimes I wish I could live inside of a music box I turn the handle and it plays for me
mind and I'm trapped in the music box. So since I'm here, we gon' let the beat now. Nah. We gon' party, we gon' let the beat now. Nah. Gone night, we gon' party till we alright. Play my song a hundred times, keep it moving to the sunlight. We don't do it if it ain't done right. So I'm seconds away from catching the case. So I'm making no wave, I'm slapping this face. Don't make a mistake. No me importa que escribas erased. No me interese con chicas with the ugly face. Cause it cannot be erased. Feeling in the music box, giving chains, popping quarters so it won't stop. Eating music bars like corn pops. Eating breakfast, watch you dancing on my tabletop. She feed my baby while the cradle rocks. Records spin and make the haters die. Blood boys, blood clot, not satisfied till we top in the chart. Go grill and it's stopping the darts. Shine like the sun and I light up the dark. We swim with the sharks. The fire makes my music box spark. Cause it's magic Sometimes I wish I could play Inside of a music box So Box. Box. 